We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, ESPN Monday Night Football commentator Steve Levy stops by to discuss the roller coaster of having one of the best jobs in broadcasting, but during a global pandemic. He details having to be flexible with his planning, going deeper on research, and that the more COVID tests he has, the more painful they get. We caught up with him after an important Monday Night Football meeting, previewing another bump in the road for the Chargers and Saints game. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are so fortunate to have so many sports on right now, including the NFL. It's been a tad bit precarious going on during a global pandemic, but we've still been able to enjoy so many great games and see so many teams emerge and others topple and completely dismantle themselves very early on in the season. And to be able to discuss this and a whole lot more, I'm so excited to be able to welcome in the man of the hour, my friend, Steve Levy. ESPN broadcaster, Monday Night Football, play-by-play commentator. And you have been very busy, Steve. We thought, let's just get him right right in the middle of the, the eye of the hurricane, so right. that may be. And how have things been going for you? Yes, busy. Um, it, it's nonstop. It's, uh, it's a bit of a grind, but it's, it's a good kind of grind. You know, um, it's nice to get into the routine of uh, the NFL schedule. I was fortunate to have with college football. And you're sort of traveling with your buddies slash colleagues every week to a certain city and uh, set up shop there for a while. But, you know, the NFL is is really never ending. And it's, you know, we finish up late Monday night, fly home Tuesday. By the time I land on Tuesday, you know, your inbox is already flooded with information for the following week's game. But, again, by no means this is a complaint. I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I'm loving every minute of it outside of, you know, outside of not having fans in the stands. Yeah, it is quite different. As you did mention, it's sort of like sprinting a marathon for the season, and then you get to take a break after that. I'm not sure if you have your drink on hand with you, because I forgot to ask you before we got on, but I've got a little, we got some coffee here. Yeah, coffee here too. Okay, coffee. So uh, we wanted to, to, I want to toast you. Congratulations on the Monday Night Football gig. And uh, especially doing this during a pandemic. That's that's a double toast. So cheers, everybody. But next time, next time I want something more than just coffee in our mugs. Next time we get together, okay? 
Good. That's I was hoping I was hoping you're actually going to have, you know, a little like Bailey's or Kahlua in your coffee while you're dealing with uh, a little bit of a storm these days with football. And let's kind of just like get right into the meat of it. We're taping this on a Wednesday. Of course, this airs on a Friday. Steve, you're just in a meeting about uh, the game that you're going to be doing next Monday, Saints and Chargers. And the Saints are going to reportedly have to relocate to Indy because of the hurricane. What what are you guys discussing at this moment? This is a season of contingency plans, right? And so uh, the NFL is, is very prepared to make a handful of moves. But, you know, from our perspective, we got to get people in place. And when I say people, I don't mean myself, you know, or Greasy or Riddick. Like, it's, it's the trucks. It's, it's the people who do the heavy lifting, the people who do the real work. Um, you know, they have to know, you know, we, I, I think our people actually are stopped, you know, not on the side of a road or anything, but they're actually stopped in a city waiting for further instructions. Do they head south? Do they head north? Whatever, you know, moving the show from Green Bay. So uh, that's all part of it. We are are clearly in a holding pattern, uh, but one way or the other, we'll have those two teams on Monday night, and that's a good thing. And this is uh, one loophole that you're having to deal with, but you, you get this elusive job. It's an incredible milestone in your career, but it's also during a global pandemic. And I'm just so curious what it's like for you as a broadcaster, in what way has the current situation really changed or influenced how you would just prepare for a regular game? You know, it's, it's just, it's like a lot of things in life, right? Life is not perfect. Nothing is ever perfect, right? You know, you want to buy this house, you love it. And eh, I don't like the street it's on, right? I love that car. It's my dream car. I don't like the color of the car. You know, there's always... So there's always something slightly off. And here you get this, this dream job. And obviously, I'd like it to be under normal conditions. Uh, we have not really been around as a crew. Greasy Riddick, Lisa Salters, and myself in the same room, maybe one time for 20 minutes. We're four games in. We have not been together, the four on-air people and our producer and director, have not been in the same room a single time. So that's, you know, that's unheard of. And, and that is absolutely by design. You know, we're sort of in, uh, in pods, if you will, right? So uh, the people in the broadcast booth can't be in the same pod as all the people in the trucks because you could not have any crossover, right? Contact tracing and all that kind of thing. So, uh, and the, the weirdest one, the one that gets everybody is like, you know, we, Greasy and I can't even go to the game together. We have to be in separate cars to just go to the stadium to begin with. So it's just very odd. There's none of the none of the real camaraderie, which we enjoy so much. We did have a virtual happy hour, which was really cool. Um, we did it on on Saturday night in Green Bay. We're all in the same hotel. So everybody got on Zoom. We had close to 100 people. So imagine swipe, 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 because you can't see everybody's faces. <laughs> but it was the first time we could see people without masks on, right? So everybody's in their room. We figured out a way to provide everyone with a coupon for one drink of their choice. Nice. That you have to go downstairs with your mask on, pick up a drink, very much like this, except at night. And uh, so it was really very enjoyable. It was a chance for a little camaraderie, a little a little feeling of like we're a team and we're in this together. You know, it's hard to know people's names, right? We're all new to this now. And then wearing a mask on top of it, so... Look, no excuses. Uh, we, we know the public's not going to give the broadcast any excuse. Uh, just check out Twitter. We understand there are no excuses. <laughs> We're being judged on our performance, and that's fine. But 
you know, we don't get to meet with the players or the coaches. It's all on Zoom. And as accommodating as they are there, it's just it's not the same, right, as having face-to-face. Maybe you pull somebody off to the side, they tell you something, a cool story, and, and now uh, we just don't have that. So we are making the best of it. Again, no excuses. We are, we are totally comfortable being judged on the, on the on-air product. And I think, uh, you know, four weeks in, we're pretty pleased with where we are. Yeah, it really is incredible what you've been able to create with what you've said that you've had to go through. The fact that you guys haven't been in the same room together is is astonishing because so much of that chemistry on air is when you're you are going for dinners, you are hanging out with one another. That being said, you have a three man booth and a sideline reporter. How then do you figure out how to let everyone jump in, have their say and also make it so smooth when you're still getting to know these people? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a balancing act. Um, I have a lot of voices in my head, and and then I and then I, especially on Monday nights, I have even more voices in my yes. head. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Phil Dean is our producer, and he, it's his first year in Monday Night Football as well. So none of us had ever worked with Phil before either. Now Phil, you know, has done college football, super high level, doing the the national semifinal. He's terrific, but so you know, he's organizing a lot of that. Um, some of it is sort of physical cues. Uh, and Greasy and I have been together four previous seasons, so we sort of have a feel for each other. But And, and really, you know, my job's the easiest. I'm, I'm sort of calling what I see on the field. And then as soon as I say the tackler, then, you know, then Greasy and Riddick sort of fight it out. But I think they're, they're standing next to each other, six feet apart, but still next to each other. And I think they're doing physical cues, you know, that kind of thing. Hey, I got this. No, you take this. Uh, so it is a bit of a balancing act. Uh, we also, you know, we had Todd McShay with us the last time around. So we got used to having a sideline analyst or a field, field analyst and a sideline reporter. Uh, Lisa Salters, who is the rock of Monday Night Football. It's, it's ironic that she is uh, the longest serving sideline reporter in Monday Night Football history. And she can't be on the sideline right this yeah. year. So in her ninth year and uh, she's terrific, especially this year because she comes from a hard news background. And this is mm-hmm. you know, 2020, if ever there was a year for hard news, you know, this is it. So uh, it's, it's a bit of a juggling act and a balancing act. And so we wanna make sure we're not talking the whole time because the audio from the field is so cool this year, more so than ever because there's no crowd noise mm-hmm. other than the fake crowd noise, but you're hearing much more on the, from the quarterback. You're hearing actually for the first time uh, defenders checking signals too. That's kind of the chess match that's playing out. So, um, so this was a cool story and sort of inside. Um, Greasy talked about it on the broadcast. Aaron Rodgers will go can can, and so I said that you know what are we talk? What is can can? Like I know he's not doing the can can. So what does that really mean? And so Greasy went into it, and I thought it was I didn't know this. He uh, Rodgers called two plays in the huddle. And so if, if, if you don't hear can-can, it's the first play. Wow. And if Rodgers goes can-can, that means it's the second play. And in essence, he's saying, we're throwing the first play in the trash can. That's where it comes from. And that's so that incredible. was kind of cool on the air, something to learn. And so and that's cool we hear the audio from that from the field. Right. Well, I'm sure maybe coaches, um, you know, and scouts and, and 
and coordinators are hearing these different things from players, oh, yeah. right? Being picked up and then you can sort of start to make a note like, okay, well, this is this, these are these plays. Um, very quickly, because I do want to move on to something else, yeah. is that you mentioned that, you know, all the meetings are virtual. What's something you've had to do differently to be able to foster the relationships and get the information you need that you wouldn't have had to have done if there wasn't this situation? You know, I'm trying to make contact earlier in the week before the Zoom with everybody on board. I'm trying to reach out to the PR people. These are all new people, or for the most part, new people for me, you know, and I'll give, hey, is anything you want to tell me going into this kind of thing? Hey, it's going to be great to work with you. And that was really a tip from Jay Rothman, who is the legendary Monday Night Football producer. I think he did the past 25 years. So, you know, he's been through everything and seen everything, and that was sort of a heads up from him to do. And uh, Joe Tessitore taught me to do it in college as well. Reach out during the week. You get the PR people alone. So that's also something that I'll have that, you know, Greasy and Riddick wouldn't have. So I can Mm. sort of, you know, sprinkle that into the broadcast, get a natural reaction from them. But, you know, it's 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 really about relationships like like everything else in life and in in business. And we're trying to foster those relationships. And, yeah, there is some some background work to do prior to seeing everybody on Zoom. All right, guys, we've got to take a quick time out. But when we return, we'll have a whole lot more with Steve Levy here on Drinks with Banks. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel. Hey, what's up, y'all? Tim Einenkel does one of the best interviews in all hip-hop and rap music. I'm Chuck B for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group Public Enemy to tell you he brings the noise. In-depth conversations with the artists you love. I think it's very important to know the artist. Like when you take Biz, for example, the stuff I wrote for Biz was in Biz style. The artist, the artist changes and grows and evolves. It's really like inside the actor studio for hip hop. I think it's kind of ill that you tied that together from my first album on 125 Part 2 and you pulled over on your bike on 125th. Listen to Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Heinenkel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. No, our last interview was great. I love it. It's one of my best ones. Hi, I'm Diana Rossini from ESPN, and I had lots of drinks with Julie Banks. Stuart Banks. Damn, her name... No, leave it. Leave it. It's funnier. Welcome on back. We've got ESPN Steve Levy here on Drinks with Binks. As we are recording this on this Wednesday, we've found out that Stefan Gilmore, two more Titans players, have tested positive for coronavirus. Is the fact is is this the new normal if this is how the league is going to be played? Uh, I think so. And I I think I do what a lot of people do is, you know, you wake up and you check Twitter, excuse me, and uh, you sort of cringe, you shield your eyes, like what's going to, you know, what's going to be there? What am I going to see? And then, you know, you're waiting for Schefter to ruin your day with, you know, two more Titans or a a Mm -hmm. Patriot, all that. So listen, I I think the NFL is going to try and power through. Uh, We've already seen that with them just pushing back, you know, Chiefs Patriots one day. Um, and so I think that is the one where it gets dicey is it's the extra team that's involved, right? So now the Bills-Titans is in question mm-hmm. because the Titans can't get into their facility. 
And the Bills then have a Thursday, get the, the shortest week coming out of this potential Bills-Titans game. I think it's Bills-Chiefs on a, on a Thursday night. So, you know, it's uh, – hey, the NFL is in an impossible spot here. Um, you know, it's just – it's it, the scheduling making, you know, I've heard all sorts of things. You know, maybe we'll tack on a week or two mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Um, I think everybody's going to have to be flexible. And what I don't want to hear, Julie, from anyone is anybody complaining, <clears throat> excuse me, about competitive balance, right? Oh, they had the short week or they had the bye going into their short week divisional game. You know what? Not this year, fellas. We can't worry about competitive balance. We're trying to, you know, trying to get the season in. I think everybody's going to have to understand that. I have no time, no tolerance for coaches and GMs saying, hey, you know what? They have 7,000 fans in their stadium, and we don't have any fans in our stadium. Like, 7,000 fans are going to make a big difference. It's not. So everybody's going to have to, you know, roll with it and adjust. Uh, you know, there's no playbook for this, right? There's, we've never been through this. No one knows what's going to happen next. And I'm afraid to check Twitter, really, every morning. It's a scary proposition. <laughs> Right. And and to that point, with with some of these complaints, let's just say it's like we're dealing with a, a deadly virus. So that's why things are different. Just everyone remember right. that. And for you, Steve, like because say you might be preparing for a game. Oh, someone's out with the virus and that this these are the normal things. Oh, this team, uh, they're going to be delayed. How does that influence your preparation? I can't, I can't, I can't let it influence because I don't have, I don't have the time to waste. I mean, really, every minute is accounted for in the week. You know, homeschooling my three young kids too. Um, so, so you know, if look, worst, look, the worst thing that happens is so I do all my prep and the game gets changed or pushed or delayed. Uh, then you know what? Then I learn more about this team that I'll probably see at some point later in the season. So that's that's how I've looked at it. But you know, from our own perspective, like we just came from Green Bay and. We were petrified. I mean, Wisconsin is off the charts in terms of uh, positivity rates mm-hmm. for the pandemic and, you know, for COVID-19 and Green Bay especially. And that's just, it's so foreign, right? You think about sleepy little Green Bay. Why would that be? Even even Matt LaFleur said, he, he sort of turned into a positive. He goes, look, it's Green Bay. There's not a lot to do here. Should be able to, you know, keep ourselves quarantined again because there's not much going on. But uh, we never left the hotel, not a single time. I'm not sure anyone in our crew ever left the hotel, and we were fortunate we could just walk across the street. But, you know, so we're dealing with it on, on that end and, and dealing with it in the preparation as well. Right. I just meant sort of also, the yeah, the fact that, like, do you, instead of just looking at the two deep, do you, are you looking at uh, backup quarterbacks for days of, like, oh, well. Practice, know, practice squad, yes. Practice squad, all the flexibility. And it's funny, right, because – we thought all these extra, the short-term IR, which they added this year, the practice squad call-ups, two every week you can do and protecting them. We really thought that was more about the pandemic, and now we really need it because of all the soft tissue injuries, you know, all the hamstrings, right, the calf yeah. pulls around the league. So, Yeah, there's not a shortage of storylines in the NFL this season. No. Um, Got to ask you, how many COVID tests have you had so far? We get tested every Saturday on-site. And um, and then we have to quarantine 24 hours. Can't see anybody else in the crew. You stay in your room, running up some major room service bills. Yeah. And um, and uh, that was one good thing about Green Bay. Room service in Green Bay is a lot less expensive than you know room service say in Miami or someplace else. Um, but yeah, so we get we quarantine. We get an email in the middle of the night and then says you know you're good to go and 
and then we go from there. So test it every week. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, that is that is good to hear. I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big Corona truther over here. So I've just that was really just for me to make sure that I knew that you were safe as you're doing this. <laughs> And they're going deeper too. I feel like every week they're going a little deeper. Well, it gets worse. I've only ever had one test. So, all right, guys, we have to take a quick break, but on the other side, we'll have more NFL news and insight on Monday night football with Steve Levy. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more. Just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'm Kurt Menefee. Uh, I had a drink with Banks. <laughs> Hey guys, we've got Monday Night Football's Steve Levy here on the program today. We got Pat versus Patrick Mahomes. How do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, um, so uh, <laughs> talking uh, I to you that. about for those I, who don't know, yeah. uh, tweeting t- about Steve Levy saying Pat instead of Patrick. So uh, I loved it. I thought it was real, right? That's you know, any kid's mom who named them a certain name wants them to be called by the name she gave them, and um, I was alerted to it at halftime. And it wasn't me, for the record. Lewis Riddick owned it. Uh, and Lewis is close with all these people in Kansas City. And he said everybody in the organization calls him Pat. But so publicly, he goes by Patrick. And I think it makes a difference that his dad is the former Major League player. So everybody remembers Pat Mahomes. So that's how his mom separated. But uh, it created a nice moment. And it is kind of funny. Like, we do all this preparation, all this work. Big game, right? Baltimore, Kansas City, the game of the regular season. And the single biggest takeaway was Patrick Mahomes' mom tweeting at us during the broadcast. So uh, that's part of it. That's real life. That's 2022 social uh, social media and all that stuff. And I thought it was a fun, nice, light moment. You know, poke some fun at ourselves. Right. Yes. And uh, as you mentioned, there's no shortage of of people being vocal. Uh, They've always been about Monday Night Football, but I'm sure especially during this time, too. Um, You mentioned the Chiefs. They are the first. It's the first time they've gone or team. The first time a team's gone four and oh in four consecutive seasons. Who do you think can dethrone them? Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough uh, in the AFC. I thought. You know, I thought Baltimore was was the team. I thought it was, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore, the class, and then sort of the next tier. Um, and now we'll have to see because Baltimore, quite frankly, didn't come anywhere close to being on that field with, with Kansas City, especially on the offensive end. I think Lamar had a rough night. And, uh, and when they can't run the ball, uh, his passing game really suffers, I think. And, and he doesn't have the weapons that Mahomes has as well. So, mm-hmm. listen, Pittsburgh's off to a really nice start. I think that's a pleasant surprise. We'll see if Ben can stay healthy. Uh, I really like the Titans, too. I think the Titans are, are, you know, they win close games. So I think that, you know, that might be that next tier. And I wouldn't have counted out New England uh, with a healthy Cam Newton as well. So, you know, that we, we didn't get to see the Patriots really against the Chiefs. I would have liked to see 
you know, the Patriots on a real week where they're not traveling day of with their starting quarterback going to Kansas City. I think the outcome there might have been much more, uh, much different. Man, I can't believe you didn't mention my Bills 4-0 right now. All right, so that's fair. And I do have Western New York ties, too, and I root for them. I, I need to see a little more. I need to see them against the, the class, uh, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins in that division, the AFC East being what it is. I want, I want to see them, you know, beat somebody big time and, then, you know, midway through the season, and then we'll see. But Josh Allen is absolutely in the MVP conversation right now. Yeah, he's been incredible. And everyone who knows this and knows me knows that, like, my bills is really – not in an actual phrase. Um, they're just close <laughs> enough to Toronto and they're not. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, so, right. uh, yes, but um, Texans, they fired Bill O'Brien this week after going on four. Who's next on the hot seat? So, I mean, I think there are a lot of choices. Unfortunately, there are a lot of choices. Uh, I was very surprised. We saw Dan Quinn uh, in Green Bay this past week. You know, Atlanta had two losses, the likes we've never seen before. No team in NFL history had lost uh, two games in a season having a 15-point uh, or, or more lead in the fourth quarter, and they did it in back-to-back -back weeks. I mean, that just, you know, is obscene. So I, I think he's in trouble. I think he knows that, too. I think Adam Gase with the Jets has to be considered in trouble. And, uh, you know, Matt Patricia in Detroit – uh, said some unfortunate things, I thought, dating back to the previous regime and, you know, things Jim Caldwell had done there. So, you know, the Lions are also struggling as well. But I, I would say I would say it's Quinn or Gase would be, you know, one or, or the next two to probably fall. And listen, you, you start a season, you know, 0-3, you can get out of that. Uh, two years ago, speaking of Bill O'Brien, the Texans were 0-3 and made the playoffs. Last year, the Steelers... Uh, started 0-3, and if there were seven uh, playoff spots, the extra wild card like we have this season, they would have made then the they playoffs. Been in it, yeah. We've got to take our final time out on the program, but stay tuned because we'll tell you where you can find Steve Levy next. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Hey, everyone. Montel here. I need to check out my brand-new podcast, Let's Be Blunt with Montel. We'll be having kind of conversations about cannabis, wellness, and everyday social issues impacting your everyday life. It's all about empowering you and giving you the information you need to make it through your daily life. There won't be any BS. There won't be any hidden agendas. Just honest, interesting conversations. So make sure you tune in to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's all about a blunt conversation, and that's what we intend to have every day. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. I'm Dan Patrick, and I'm sipping on drinks with Binks. Guys, we've been drinking and binking here with Steve Levy. But before we roll on, you are one of few people to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning as we saw the uh, NHL draft happen. And usually the team congratulates yeah. 
the right. morning of the Stanley Cup. And, and I think it was only maybe it was either Ottawa and Buffalo did it. And so that was that was unfortunate. But Steve, we'll let you get going. Thank you so much for being here with us on the program. We will we'll get to some more boozy, fun stuff next time. I'm sure that ESPN loves to hear me say that. But in the meantime, go get that haircut, go homeschool those kids and good luck with Monday Night Football next week with whatever curveballs are thrown your way. I appreciate you having me on. I love you, JSB. Thank you so much, and continued success with your with your great show. We'll watch it whenever we can. For all things Steve Levy, make sure to follow him on Twitter at ESPN Steve Levy. Maybe send him a nice tweet. We know that he could use one these days, and we could also use one as well at Fubo Sports on Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you check out our YouTube page as well as listen to this show on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your pods. We'll be back next time with a whole lot more because we ain't going anywhere. Bottoms up, bitches.